We're talking Detroit Tigers, not really a team that we're looking at for being in contention this year. They only won 66 games last year, finished fourth in the uh, American League Central. But there does seem to be a, a, a lot on the horizon here for Detroit. Uh, Jim, let's start off with uh, with the Tigers offseason. Did they get better? Um, we'll have to wait and see. I think perhaps they did. Uh, Scott Harris took over as general manager. I think that's going to be an upgrade and an improvement. Uh, he comes over from the San Francisco Giants where he was GM under Farhan Zaidi. Before that, he worked for Theo Epstein with the Chicago Cubs, well-respected in the industry. So, he, look, he didn't have a lot to work with when he went to Detroit. Um, so he made some trades and basically took two of his best relievers and said, I better, I better trade them to try to get better. Traded Joe Jimenez to the Atlanta Braves in return for left-hand pitcher Jake Higginbotham. And more importantly, outfielder Justin Henry Malloy. Uh, Henry Malloy is is a guy that's going to hit. He's got power. And I think the Tigers will win that trade when it's all said and done in two or three years. Uh, the Braves were desperate to get another reliever um, because they lost Kenley Jansen to the Red Sox in free agency. So they were willing to give up uh, Henry Malloy, but I think that's one trade they may regret as as time goes on. Um, they made a couple of other trades. I, I won't bore you with all of them, but the biggest trade that they made um, and the biggest trade that Scott Harris has made in his career is he traded left-handed closer Gregory Soto, who throws 100 miles an hour. He goes to Philadelphia. In return, uh, they get Nick Maton and Matt Verling. There were other, a couple other players in that deal, but Maton and Verling were the keys. Maton is expected to start for them as of now at third base, and Matt Verling is competing for a spot in the outfield. But they like both players. They were both utility players, extra players for the Phillies, but both may have a chance to play for Detroit. In free agency, they brought back Matt Boyd on a one-year $10 million deal. And then they also signed former Angel and Reds right-hander Mike Lorenzen. He gets a one-year $8.5 million deal, and that was basically their offseason moves. All right. Well, let's see if the offseason moves translate to some fantasy deliciousness around the diamond. Let's talk about what Detroit's got on the field. Eric Hase uh, is there uh, behind the plate with Jake Rogers backing him up. Spencer Torkelson uh, at first. Jonathan Scope at second. Nick Maton at third. Javi Baez at short. Looks like Akil Badu, Riley Green, Austin Meadows in the outfield with Kerry Carpenter. Uh, looking like the DH. Uh, Jim, from fantasy standpoint here, who do you like? Uh, Riley. I, I think Riley Green is going to be a superstar. Um, absolute superstar. Now, the problem in fantasy, unfortunately, is as much as I'd like to scream and yell for him, the problem is the lineup around him. It's not good enough. And so you can pitch around Riley Green. It means he's not going to get the runs that you need from him. You're not going to get the RBIs. I do think you'll get average, and I think you'll get home runs from him. I do. This this guy's going to be a star player. But it's interesting because the team you're on matters, right? If if this guy was on the New York Yankees, we'd be talking about a superstar. We'd be talking about the second best player on the team, Darren Judge. Like uh, we'd be talking to him like we're talking about Anthony Volpe. <laughs> if he was on the Cardinals, we'd be talking about him like Jordan Walker be, because he would have Goldschmidt and Arenado around him. In Detroit, he just doesn't. And that really deflates his fantasy value. And that's why, you know, he's he's uh, sitting near the end. And there's no chance he gets traded because he's their future. Right. I like Riley Green. But, again, when we're in competitive leagues, no matter how good he is, if you can't give me runs, RBIs, and stolen bases, then I can't win with you. But I do like him. 
and and I have drafted him, but not as a starter. Um, I like Spencer Torkelson a lot, and I know he didn't hit last year, and everyone goes, what are you talking about? You know, I, I still think he's going to be a 25-30 home run, 100 RBI guy. I think he's that kind of bat, and I'm sorry that he didn't do well his rookie year and he got in a funk and couldn't get out of it. I think he'll be a story, and I think he's a good late-round kind of first-base choice for you. Um, so those are the two guys, position player-wise, that I, in my opinion has some fantasy value. Could Austin Meadows bounce back? Perhaps. I think he could. Um, you know, he's overcome a lot of physical and mental issues, and I'm rooting for him. We all know what the great year he had in Tampa. So, you know, he he could be a sleeper here, Howard. But uh, for me, it's Green 1, Torkelson 2, Meadows 3, and then there's Javier Baez who I don't know what you do with him. I really don't. Low batting average, a lot of strikeouts, going to hit some homers, going to steal some bags. I think the new, the bigger bases and the new rule for pitchers that he'll steal more. But again, not a great lineup, you know, not a lot of runs and RBIs because not a lot of people around him. And not being a competitive team, you know, I don't see the same intensity with Javier that I saw in Chicago, which has been kind of disappointing. So I guess Green, Torkelson, Meadows, Baez can all be in the conversation, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough in fantasy because of the lack of lineup around these guys. Lack of lineup around and a lot of lefties in this lineup, too. You're looking at Carpenter, Badu, Green, Meadows, Matan. They're all left-handed hitters. So sprinkling in a couple of righties is going to be uh, interesting to take a look at. Uh, let's go to the mound here. Anything to love here on the mound for fantasy? Eduardo Rodriguez, Spencer Turnbull, Matthew Boyd. Ugh. Yeah, and unfortunately, you know, Casey Mize still coming back from surgery. Matt Manning um, trying to get healthy here. It hasn't looked good this spring either. So Eduardo Rodriguez is the one starter that makes some sense, you know. I mean, he does have a chance to give you the strikeouts and double-digit wins. So I think if you're going to take a starting pitcher off Detroit, it's going to be Rodriguez. Um, I can't see anyone, you know, I, I think A.J. Hinch would try to sell you on Spencer Turnbull. It's just a hard sell for me. So I would say Rodriguez is the one starter. So Riley Green position player-wise and Eduardo Rodriguez starting pitching-wise is probably the two best bets on the Tigers. Do not even need to spend up for Eduardo Rodriguez. That dude's ADP is so far down right now. I mean, you're talking about even in a tw- – I mean, I don't even know. In a 12-team league, in a 15-teamer, that guy's not going – uh, earlier than the 24th round. Well, and so. that's too early to take him, too. So if someone wants to take him <laughs> in the 24th, you take him there because that's too early for Rodriguez, let me tell you. Uh, any love for the bullpen here? Alex Lang, sure. Jose Cisnero. Yeah, I mean, I think isn't Lang the front runner to get the saves? Be he my does guess. seem to be. It'd be my guess. All right, so, you know, I, am I 100% sure that's how it plays out? No, because A.J. Hinch won't commit to it like all these other managers these days. Uh, but if I were to guess in a late round, Alex Lang would be the, the guy from that bullpen that I would take to try to get April saves. All right. All right. It doesn't sound like a really ringing endorsement there, so we'll just uh, move along and let's talk about what they have maybe on the horizon. What's coming up that could help Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson, Jim? Let's get rid of some of these old farts here like Scope and Baez. Give me some young blood. What's next? For the Tigers. Well, certainly no rookies that are going to be significant for this year, so unfortunately. But down the road, I do like right-hand pitcher Jackson Joe, but like the delivery a lot. He was a high school pick, first-rounder. Um, he's got potential, got a ceiling, comes with a lot of risk. High risk, high reward. Uh, Jace Young, 
who is the brother of the young with the Detroit Tigers, uh, with the Texas Rangers, the third baseman with the Rangers. But uh, Young's got a chance to hit. I uh, like the bat a little bit. Um, there's another Wilmer Flores, a different one, a right-handed pitcher I like a little bit. Cole Keith, a third baseman. Ty Madden, a right-handed pitcher. Those are some of the better prospects. Tigers have a lot of work to do, HB. That's just the way it is. Um, they don't have a lot to trade when they get to the deadline. They really don't, and they've got a long way before they become a contender again. They're just, to me, the last-place team. Uh, they and the Royals will fight for fourth and fifth, with the Royals being the heavy favorites to finish ahead of Detroit for me. Okay. All right. Listen, I can't argue against it. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and propose that Detroit is suddenly going to be uh, something strong. Now, let's talk about from a, from a front, front office standpoint, because I don't think either one of us expect these guys to, uh, to compete for anything. Um, does that mean that we could see guys like Scope? Baez, Meadows even. Could we see those guys on the move? Absolutely you could with Scott Harris. Anything is possible here. The, the only guys that won't be on the move are Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson. I think everyone else has to be in conversation for sure. And, you know, Baez is a guy they might be able to find a taker. You know, if all of a sudden the Dodgers start to sputter and uh, they're, they're sitting there missing Gavin Lux and noticing that Miguel Rojas doesn't have much left in the tank, could they come calling? Uh, they also have a hole in left field right now with the Dodgers. Could they come and try to do a Baez uh, Meadows kind of deal with Detroit for some prospects? Possible. So, uh, again, they, they do have some pieces to sell come July or before July if someone knocks on the door. Ooh. Who is it? Scott Harris. Hi, Scott. I'll trade everyone but Green or Torkels, and you want anybody? <laughs> All right. Well, then, before we get out of here with Detroit, I mean, I'd say a sleeper and a bust. So I, I'm assuming either Torkelson and or Riley Green is your sleeper. Um, who's your bust? Yeah. So, I mean, my sleeper, and we can't use Riley Green because everyone should know how good Riley Green is. So I, I do think Torkelson's a good sleeper. There's a lot of people that watched him fail last year and don't think he's going to hit. And that, you know, I think he's got a chance to hit with power. So I'll, I'll use Torkelson as a sleeper and I'm going to go with Javier Baez as a bust. I know he was the big free agent signing. He's one of the more lovable guys in the game, but in fantasy, he doesn't play. It just doesn't play. There's not enough runs, not enough RBIs. He, he should hit the homers and steal the bags, but the batting average is going to drag you down. And, um, He's not going to get the runs and RBIs that you would like. He's just not in the right lineup, and that matters in fantasy. It does matter in fantasy, no doubt about it. All right, well, there you go. That's the Detroit Tigers. As always, we appreciate you checking out our front office insights. You can hear all of our MLB team breakdowns either at the SXM app. Uh, you can just search Fantasy Alarm, or you can come to the free Fantasy Baseball Draft Guide at FantasyAlarm.com. We've got the front office insights posted right there for you.